I'm going to start off by reading Psalms 119. Blessed are those that are upright in their way and walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and seek Him with their whole heart. Surely they do not work iniquity, but walk in His ways. You have commanded to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep the statutes. Then I would not be confused when I have respect unto all your commandments. I will praise Thee with an upright heart when I shall learn the judgments of Thy righteousness. I will keep Thy statutes. Do not forsake me for long. I'm going to start off by reading Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor thy father and thy mother. This is one of the first lessons of selflessness that we are taught. Honor. I'm going to briefly state the opposite of honor. It's a letter. It means to make fun of, to make light of, to not take seriously. In Ephesians 6.1, it's quoted, and instead of honor, the word is obey. It is not simply listen to your parents. It means to give weight to. When the president is on TV, he is referred to as the president. He is not referred to as Barack Obama. He is given respect. He's given honor. And that is the same idea that is being portrayed in this commandment. It's a respect. It's a heaviness. It's weighty. Whatever your parents say, you it's not just a guideline. And the easiest way I can portray this is do what makes your parents happy. That doesn't agitate them. And there are certain things that you don't have to be told not to do to know that they are wrong. Like throwing rocks at glass. You know that's wrong. You know that will not make your parents happy. So when you do something like that, ask how to fix it immediately. Because all of us break this commandment in some way. But this is not a permanent problem. How do I fix this? The consequence for breaking a law is described in Deuteronomy 27, verse 16. Cursed is he that curses his father and mother, and all the people shall say, so be it. The consequence for breaking a law was being stoned. There is a severity behind breaking God's law. There is a reason that Scripture says, Fear God. And with that said, 
There isn't a single story in the Bible where a child disobeyed his parents and they were stoned to death. (laughs) The Old Testament is built on symbolism, types and shadows, just how when you're in the New Testament, usually we're talking about the types and shadows of Christ. And there is symbolism going on here the punishment was stoning. And that is to symbolize that breaking God's law, the result is death. In the commandment, further on in verse 16, it says, that your days may be prolonged, that it may go well with thee. And when you follow God's law, there's life. And that's always the type and shadow that's going on. There is a physical aspect, so you understand that there is an eternal aspect. And the word cursed, uh, kalel, but that, that's where the to make light of, to make fun of, we can see that in our world today, certainly, of how parents make fun of their children. And that has no age limit. The... Anna! Anna! (laughs) Case in point. But I want to focus on the first lesson, and I'm talking about honor... Honor thy parents, honor thy father and thy mother. And there is a question of what your parents can tell you to do, what they expect of you, that gets kind of gray. Because my mother and father may not necessarily tell me to do what is right. And... I'm going to read off certain scriptures past Deuteronomy chapter 5 that give a very good overview of what is to be expected. Chapter 6, verse 2, That thou might fear the Lord thy God and keep all His ordinances and His commandments which I command you, your son, your son's sons, all the days of thy life, even that your days may be prolonged. The first four commandments deal with a man's duty to God. The last six deal with man's duty to man. Without the first four, we would have no reason to do the next six. And... These verses do all that I command thee. That is what the parents are telling their children, their their sons, their sons' sons. This commandment is hardwired into a child. They instinctively know that they are to listen to their parents that whenever they make their parents mad, that they've done a bad thing. They instinctively feel that 
bond. And because of that, the adults, the parents, the grandparents, they have a level of responsibility that is just as great, if not greater. If stoning was the curse, was the consequence of breaking a law, and that was for a child to not obey their parents, what consequence would it have been for a parent to tell their child something wrong? There was a very significant change in God's chosen people that they understood that their God was a God to be feared. They were let out of Egypt. They were made free. There was a very tremendous amount of pressure put on these parents and they did some very amazing things. Their children were being read the Bible to at age five and the children were reading the Bible by age six. Pretty interesting comparison to what our schools do now. (laughs) At age five, they learn numbers and letters and I'm thrilled But if I was to make a comparison, it's really spooky how well the world has done to dull us, to make us ignore the community aspect of our families, to turn us into very individualistic people. It's it's little wonder why our world is the way it is. Uh, it's done a fine job at setting out to overturn rights from wrongs. In verse 7 of chapter 6, And thou shalt rehearse with them continually unto your children, and shall talk of them when you walk in your house, and as you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Again, the world has done a great job. You learn starting at 8 o'clock, and you stop learning at 3 o'clock. And that doesn't exactly contradict the way adults act. You start at work time and you stop when the time's up. And then we get to come home and be selfish. But I am purposefully reading the verses pertaining to adults at this point for a reason. That if the first lesson was this commandment to honor your parents, the second lesson of selflessness is when you become adult and you have to teach. In chapter 7, verse 9, that you may know that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God that keeps His covenant and mercy unto them that love Him and keep His commandments, even to a thousand generations. It's curious how traditions develop and how they don't die. 
something that your grandparents, your parents did, your grandparents did, your great grandparents did, still continues for better or worse. And that is something that adults don't appreciate either. We we try to do what's right. And the things that we do wrong still are passed down on to our children and our sons' sons. And it takes a lot of hard work to diligently persevere teaching. God did a fine job when one of the commandments was honor thy father and thy mother and was written on our hearts. The adults need to not be satisfied with the legacy they leave until they've run the race completely. I my work environment allows me to see individuals that believe that their race has run and they're just coasting downhill. And I also have some individuals at work who continue to do exceedingly good things. Few and far between. In chapter 8, verse 6, Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, that thou may walk in His ways and fear Him. I am going to be teaching consequences of actions to my children and to my son's sons until I die. But, when I get off of work, part of me tells me that my day's over. I've paid my dues. I've made money to pay the bills. This is my time. I mean, I'm, I'm home. I'm safe. Don't I get to do what I want? Shouldn't I? It's difficult to not be selfish. It's hard to be selfless. The verse right before verse 6 and verse 5, Know therefore in thine heart that as a man nurtures his son... So the Lord thy God nurtures thee. Wouldn't it be spooky if God treated me the same way I treated my children? Maybe I was too stern on one thing, too lax on another. God would break me in a heartbeat. But there's there's kind hope that even though I may not do what's right, that God will nurture me and nurture my son and my son's sons 
and will teach, will provide mercy and grace. I'm going to read Psalms 25 now. If I can find my book. I'm not going to read all of 25. Unto Thee, O Lord, I lift up my soul. My God, I trust in Thee. Let me not be confused. Do not let my enemies rejoice over me. So all the hope is in Thee. Shall not be ashamed, but let them be confused that transgress without cause. Show me Thy ways, O Lord, and teach me Thy paths. Lead me forth in Thy truth and teach me, for Thou art the God of my salvation, and Thee do I trust all the day. Remember, O Lord, Thy tender mercies and Thy loving kindness, for they have been forever. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my rebellions, but according to Thy kindness remember me, even for Thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Gracious and righteous is the Lord, therefore will He teach sinners in the way. They that are meek He will guide in judgment and teach the humble way. All of the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto those that keep His commandments and His testimony. For Thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my iniquity, for it is great. Unfortunately, it is not difficult for me to see when I do not honor my parents. It'd be nice to live in ignorance every once in a while. And I surely do on a number of other things. But this is written in our hearts. We can tell when we've upset our parents. When we've made them mad. And that is why I read the psalm to show the mercy, the tender kindness of our Lord. That even though when we transgress against Him, when we do not give our God His due, He nurtures us like a child. And the fruit of this is in Deuteronomy 12.12. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God, you, your sons, your daughters, your servants, your maidens, even the Levite, though he has no inheritance. This is the fruit. This is the end result. When... We do what makes our parents happy. We're happy. When we do what our grandparents like, they're happy. We're happy. When we do what our superiors want, they're happy. We're happy. And this 
gives the community aspect also. I've been focusing on parents and grandparents. But this goes on your servants, your maids, the people around you. When you teach what is right, when people obey, everyone rejoices. Everyone is a part of something. Everyone has an inheritance with that, being right. And it all started with God's authority, with God's power that put in man the laws. I was reading up on the word honor and the Ten Commandments are some by the love of the Lord your God and love the neighbor as yourself. The word honor seems odd. I thought that love would have been in there. There's a fair reason why love wasn't used and honor was. Whenever you're told to do something you don't want to do, there's not a whole lot of love in your heart. When you want to do what's wrong and you're being corrected, there's not a whole lot of love in your heart. It's amazing how... No man could have ever seen that. Man would have taken the cheap way out and God stuck in the word kabed, kabel, something. Obey. He stuck in a word that does not require love. I'm not dismissing every other command where it tells you to love. There's good reason that love is there. But there's also a reason why honor was put here, why obey was put here. To do it. I wanted to set out to say something that the children would understand, that they would learn. Along the road, I found some interesting things out about the people I'm supposed to honor. Do I judge that by the people on TV? Fine line. The people who I honored grew up in the 60s. I'm surprised you made it out. <laughs> I, I mean that that's amazing I, I'm surprised you made it out uh, that's a miracle but I can't easily touch on that my grandma is now in a nursing home I'm sorry she has to be but I can I can tell you what the world has to offer to our honored ones not exactly what I would call honor. 
if our children are going to make a difference for the better, it's going to need to start from those teaching them. I do not need quiet people to learn from or I will learn to be quiet. And I'm glad that I have a community where my children will learn right from wrong. I'm going to pray. Thank you, God, for getting us to come together to read from Your Word, to hear Your voice, to know that as we teach, so You teach us. And let us not grow lazy. And please, do not show us the same kindness that we show to others. In your name we pray. Amen.